This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 621, How to Get Crafty for IELTS Part 1 Questions. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, find out the best ways to answer speaking part one questions about things that you make by hand and find out why this question doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. Hey, Lindsay, what's going on out in Boston, Massachusetts? Hey, Jessica. I'm feeling good. We're getting some rain here, but um, I actually saw a great baseball game on Friday, which was awesome. You know, I'm not a big baseball fan myself, but I love to go to the games, especially when it's, you know, something like the Red Sox. It's so fun. And it's so, we were noticing that everyone was, it felt so exotic because we were noticing everyone had Boston accents that we were running into. And then we're like, oh yeah, we're in (laughs) Boston. It's not that exotic. It's just that we live in Cambridge and we never come across (laughs) the river or we, we, we spend a lot of time here in Cambridge where not as many people have the accent and then you go to a game and you hear the accent everywhere and it's such a shock. That's so awesome. So that's like that's like where you meet like real Bostonians, right? You could say that. Like hardcore like Red Sox fans. That was going to be my question. Like we're because I think Red Sox fans have a bit of a reputation Mm -hmm. in the baseball world or the sports world. So like, were they like, what were the fans like? Were they like positive or were they like yelling at people or what? Well, the Red Sox really, really lost so bad this time. So they were embarrassed, I think, (laughs) of anything. But actually, there was one moment that was really striking to me in the game. So around the third inning, there was this um, this guy dressed in in National Guard uniform that came up to the front. And we were wondering, like, what was going on, what he was doing, because he was climbing up on the the section that was kind of behind the dugout. We were sitting really close to the field. And he stood up. And then all of a sudden, I realized it was a tribute to him. And so everyone stood up and, and the whole stadium recognized him in his service and we were close wow. enough to see his eyes and he was crying and so we started oh. crying and oh everyone, everyone stood up and clapped for him that's for beautiful. his service and it was just an amazing moment to experience and yeah just it was especially tear-jerking now right with what's going on in the world and here's this man yeah. and he looks so earnest in his kind of dedication to the country and also like so in seeing him cry also was just so was such wow. a moment. Oh my yeah. God, that's beautiful. You yeah. know, it it is interesting. And this is something that um, probably people outside the States don't know, but sports and sort of country pride and stuff like that are usually very much yeah. connected. I mean, at the mm. beginning of every pro game for any sport, they're going to sing the national anthem. Yeah. And then there's Right. And then, then there's usually going to be people um, like some sort of recognition of people who have served in the military. And it really is a part of live sports games that I don't think people realize. 
Right. And that brings up another current, a bit of a controversy in the news right now going on around in the football world. I mean, maybe we can talk about that one another day, but we should dig into that topic actually on the All Ears English podcast. Guys, if you don't listen to the All Ears English podcast, you should be subscribed there as well to get you know, general information on English fluency and what's going on in the U.S. Really interesting. Totally. Oh, okay. We need to write that down. We need to yeah, talk about let's write that down. taking yeah. a knee, the NFL, yes. Nike. There's so much to talk about. Okay. So okay. Much. But <laughs> anyways, today, uh, we're not talking about that. We are talking about something completely different. Yep. Um, <laughs> difficult questions on the IELTS speaking test. So guys, I've been hearing from a lot of students lately who, um, on their exam were asked some questions in speaking part one and part two about making things by hand. And I mean, I don't think this has to be tough. You're going to find out why. But I think students are looking at this in um, a narrow perspective where it's like, making things by hand, what, like I made a bookshelf or, you know, like I built something with my hands and it doesn't have to be anything that grand. Yeah, for sure. So maybe that's where we get ourselves in trouble on the exam and we freeze up is that we define something too narrowly. Yes, yes. And you know what, guys? I mean, misunderstanding this question wouldn't happen, I think, if we are experiencing native speaker English more, right? Because if you're, you know, into TV shows and movies and books and you're reading newspaper articles, then you're going to come across this phrase in contexts that would make it wider, right? Because I don't think we usually use it like that. I mean, we use it for small things, like making something by hand could be like knitting a scarf or even making brownies. You know, I mean, I talk about like, if I uh, give stuff to friends, we like to make things by hand and it'll usually be some sort of baked goods. And that's, you're still, that's making something by hand. (laughs) Yeah. Or we could even expand out even further, like in the outdoor world, what about making a snowman that's making something by hand or a sandcastle or building a fort, like building a fort when you were a kid, right? Did you go out in the woods and build things? That's also making something by hand, right? Or is that too far for the definition? Oh, no, that could work. That could work for sure. Um, I think it's more, I, yeah, I, I, I connect it to like crafts. Mm-hmm. myself, right? Like yeah. um, making pictures or cards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there'll be questions about making things by hand, both as an adult and a child. And right. I mean, guys, I, I, this certainly has to happen in every culture. Every kid has to make cards for their parents on yeah. like Mother's Day and Father's Day and birthdays and stuff. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. I maybe, right? I, I don't know for sure. I hope so, but I'm not sure. It could be it could be more American. I'm not sure. We'll have to listen to our listeners about that. So Yes, yeah. I would love for you guys to comment on this episode. I want to know what you guys have made by hand. So come back to IELTS.allersenglish.com. This is episode 621. Okay, so Lindsay and I are going to do some sample answers now because you guys, 
know what the possibilities are that this question doesn't have to be difficult. You know, it could be a, really a more simple answer than I think most candidates are thinking. And so now you're going to hear how we would answer some part one questions about making things by hand. Um, okay. okay, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you the first question. All right, I'm ready. Um, let's see. How often do you make things by hand? Well, to be honest, I'm not really a very crafty person, but one thing that I do absolutely love to make by hand is my famous grilled cheese. And that is something that is 100% oh. made by hand. Yes. And once in a while, I like to uh, make dinner for my friends and family. So I like to, you know, get a piece of bread, slap on some nice cheddar cheese, add an avocado, maybe put on some kind of a, a nice sauce or jam. And there is my handmade grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, that made me super hungry. <laughs> Avocado, that sounds so good. Okay, but yeah. jam? Really? Yeah. You put jam on grilled cheese? Yeah, for sure. I don't know about adding it to the avocado. That would no, be a that little would be weird. Gross. First thing that came to my head, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, that sounds delicious. I know yeah. what I'm having for lunch. Um, okay, do you want to ask me the next one? Yeah. So, Jessica, did you learn how to make anything by hand when you were a child? Uh, yeah, for sure. My my mom, actually, she sort of wanted to carry forth these traditions of, you know, what females did when she was growing up, like knitting and crochet and like needlepoint. So she definitely tried to teach me those things when I was little. And I think I only really took to knitting, even though I haven't continued that at all. Um, and she also taught me uh, calligraphy. She bought me this beautiful book and this like special calligraphy pen uh, with like its own ink. And I remember really loving that and then using that to create like cards and signs and stuff because I thought the letters were so beautiful. So I think, yeah, I mostly for my mom. She taught me a bunch of skills that I don't necessarily use today, but I did enjoy learning them at the time. Awesome. Very nice. I like the specificity of your answer, right? Going into the idea of calligraphy, very specific tasks, not just staying general, but going deeper and naming you know someone in your life too. I love that. Yes, guys, the more specific, the better on every part of the speaking exam. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So I have one more question okay. for you, Lindsay. All right. Okay. Um, why do people like getting gifts made by hand? Oh my gosh. Well, what comes to mind actually when I think about this question is my mother. It's funny that moms are coming into these <laughs> answers so much, but I know that specifically when I make something for my mom or my dad, but especially my mom, man, it just, it just, she loves it. She loves it. She gets very sentimental and she would much rather get something that's made by hand than is store bought by me because it just means so much more. You know, I remember last year when my mom was going into the hospital for a surgery, I actually made her a collage of the photos we had all taken as a family oh. out, of, out in the park with my little niece and her dress and all of us together. And she just started tearing up like crazy and she hung it on the wall and she's, she's enjoyed it since then. And so there was nothing that I could have bought that could have been more valuable in that moment than that handmade gift. And that's why people love getting gifts made by hand because they mean so much more. Oh, I love it. That was so great. <laughs> guys, there's some vocab in there that you guys could definitely use in answers like this because mm -hmm. 
any of the time where we're talking about making things by hand for other people, right? It's it's about the feelings, like Lindsay said, the sentimental feeling, right? Just just having these uh, warm emotions that maybe produce some tears, but good tears, not like <laughs> not super sad tears. They're good yeah. tears. And then you said tearing up like crazy. That's such yeah. a great phrase. Um, yeah. And like, that's another thing that we make by hand involving family pictures um, mm-hmm. and presenting them to others. So guys, when you put together a bunch of pictures, that's called, like Lindsay said, a collage. And that's another great word. Yeah. And I just want to note how much easier this was. Now, this is not speaking part two, right, Jessica? So we're not going into this super long two minute answer. But it was so much easier when I included a little anecdote, a little mini story there, just to give more detail to my answer. And we want to make sure you guys are doing that. You know, that's so adds so much depth to your answer. Exactly. Anytime, guys, you can recollect a specific event, an image, a memory. This is what you describe to the examiner. And this is how, this is one of the ways you wake them up, right? Mm. Guys, remember, we have a special bonus just for you guys listening to the podcast, where if you get into Three Keys now, you get a whole video lesson and guide about waking up the examiner. And this is exactly the type of information that you need to do that. And you'll get more tips in that lesson and guide. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash basic or allearsenglish.com forward slash coach and you can get that guide. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. People have been asking about this bonus. It is hot right now. It's totally hot right now. So guys, again, if you want to get the basic course, which is access to our platform, our video strategies, our study plan, our guarantee, you're going to go for the basic plan. Allersenglish.com forward slash basic. If you want the personal coach level, which includes two meetings with Jessica, right? One is a mock speaking Mm -hmm. test. The other is a writing lesson. You're going to go to allearsenglish.com forward slash coach. So very cool, guys. Go and grab that bonus. It's just for you guys as podcast listeners. I know. It's so exciting. I'm so happy we're doing something special for you guys. It's so fun. Oh, we love doing this. We love the show. Okay. (laughs) Um, Super cool. So guys, remember, listen today a couple times. Come back to the blog. This is episode 621. And I will put some of the amazing vocab and phrases that you heard Lindsay and I use today. Awesome. All right, Jessica, take care. We'll see you on the show very soon. (laughs) All right. Live tomorrow. Okay, let's see. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.